I've been waiting for you, friends. How could anyone do this? We're back. It's the Sega Bits Swing and Report Show. Get ready as we celebrate the year of the Sega console. <laughs> Good evening and welcome to episode 72 of the Sega Bits Swing and Report Show. This is our, I guess it's a Halloween special. It is airing on Halloween and we'll talk about some scary games. But first I have.、Uh, Something really scary. I have my co host George with me. Hello, George. Hello.、Uh, sorry, I'm the one that was scared. You're、uh, spooky laughing to start. Sorry about、Settled、that. Me. Uh, <laughs> so it's, it's going to be a, a unique show in that it's just you and me. We don't have special guests. It's been,、uh, we're guestless for the first time in a long time, right? Yep. And do,、uh, do uh, you remember when we used to have special episodes when we actually had. Interviews? Now it's like, oh, we don't have an interview. That's a special episode. <laughs> our specials are our, our、uh, normal episodes where we don't put as much effort into them. But, but hopefully we'll put some effort into today's show, give people something to listen to instead of going out and having fun on Halloween. So,、um, yeah, stay home. So typically on our old format, we would go around and say what we've been up to, what we've been playing. But I would like us to say, share our, let's say, our Sega Halloween. Memories. And by that, I mean share some of our favorite scary Sega games, games that are fitting for、uh, Halloween night. And、uh, George, I want you to begin.、Um, House of the Dead is always a good one, I would say. That's a good one to start off with. That's the deep,、uh, fear. deep fear. A deep fear because I'm going to add it for AJ because he's not on here.、Um, I do not like deep fear, and I don't actually like、uh, Blue Stinger that much. And I think a lot of people don't like. I mean, hate they, I mean, love those games. There's like a little cult following.、Um, but I prefer、uh, just a game like、um, House of the Dead. I like to hang out with friends on、uh, Halloween, so that's a perfect game. Co op. Definitely. What about you, Gary?、Uh, I would definitely agree with House of the Dead. It's, it's interesting. You think of Sega、um, franchises that have continued to have new titles and new releases. And you could probably count them on one hand nowadays. You know, you have Sonic, Virtua Fighter,、um, House of the Dead. It's, it's been a series that has been、uh, pretty prolific. And I, I can't think of a span of maybe even two or three years of House of the Dead title out. I mean, just recently we had Typing of the Dead Overkill. And they also released,、um, what was it?、Uh, the Lost Reels, I think it was called, for iOS, which was like a mobile. Uh, House of the Dead Overkill. But that's also a thing they do with House of the Dead games, I've noticed. They like milk them to the absolute fucking bottom. Like, oh, let's do a typing game out of this one, and let's do a mobile release、uh, out of the same game, you know? Not that it's bad, I mean. Yeah, but I mean, interestingly, the first House of the Dead, that's probably the one they've milked the least. I mean, I'm trying to think. It had, it had a Saturn port, it was an arcade game first. Did it have a PC version? Yes, there's, I think there's a PC version. I'm pretty、I、sure there's a PC, PC version. But outside of that, I, they didn't make it a typing version. They didn't,、um, to my, from what I can remember, I don't think they released it to Wii or any of the、uh, digital download services. Now they totally skipped it on the two and three. Yeah, yeah, it's almost. Collection. It's one of those games where it's like, 
like people talk about um what was it uh, street fighter 2 people don't really talk about the first street fighter all that much um it's kind of the same i feel like maybe what, what, hmm? i was gonna say do you skip the game when if you play like if you're doing a marathon do you ever go like uh, i don't want to play house of the dead one that's not good no, absolutely not. But it's interesting that it's probably one of the harder House of the Dead's to come by, unless you, um, I mean, the uh, unless you have an arcade to go to. I actually know of um, two House of the Dead's that are nearby me right now. But um, yeah, I mean, the uh, American Saturn release is incredibly rare. The Japanese release, which is hardly any different, is really easy to come by. But then you need to have a uh, way to play import games, which isn't difficult. But still, it's it's tied to a retro console. You know, you're not going to find it on Steam or uh, PSN. And speaking of PSN, two and uh, three and four had their digital releases. Uh, and I mean, I'm just, I'm just listing them now, but it's it's a very prolific series. So, and like you said, it's great for party games. Um, you know, you get two people and maybe trade off every level with someone else if they want to dive in. It's uh, yeah. It's very pick up and play. It's obviously an arcade game for obvious reasons, but it's like, it's not scary. Obviously, I think it's more of a, you sit down with your friends, you and then in between shooting these mutants, you uh, you're treated into a very cheesy cutscene that everybody laughs at. But it's like it's one of those good things. It's like the same reasons you watch those old Arnold movies. Well, would you say that um, the the House of the Dead? what makes it what it is, is the cheesiness. Like, can you imagine a house of the dead where they really put the scripting first and they're like, all right, this is going to be a game that scares the shit out of you. You're going to follow the story. Like, I, I can't imagine that working. I can't, I can't either. It'd be too uh, cringy. It'd be like, don't take yourself too seriously. I mean, it's like, I think it's called, I, I consider that like the metal gear solid effect where like, uh, the creator just got all serious with the plot, and he, had, he thought he had to explain anything, and he really couldn't explain it. It's just a fantasy universe. Yeah. And it, I, I don't think it needs a serious story. I think where it's at, it's good. I think Overkill was a, a smart move in the sense that you – either they could have just emulated the shitty voice acting by having characters continuing to go like, please don't shoot me. But instead they went the uh, grindhouse route, which is, again, something that's recently been emulated with, like, the uh, – the grindhouse double feature with Robert Rodriguez and Tarantino. So it's, um, yeah, of course, of course that movie had a big thing probably in, yeah. uh, inspired him. Absolutely. But I feel like the overkill franchise, I feel like it's just been one game. It's really been stretched thin. We've had the, Wii, we've had the updated version for the, uh, for PSN, which had the bonus stages. We've had the typing version. We've had the mobile version. It's like, would you want to see a sequel to overkill? I do want to see a sequel to Overkill. And I was actually going to ask you, like, do you even think that one's even possible now? I mean, when did the last one come out? 2008, 2009? Yeah, it's it's been a while. And it's like, okay, you guys have grabbed this franchise and you guys have put it on multiple uni- you know consoles for obvious reasons. It's made money back. Yeah. Why not do a sequel right after? I don't understand why they just stopped like, and didn't do anything with it and just ported it. It was 2009, you're right, and um, Headstrong Games worked on it. Uh, to my knowledge, they're still around. So, Have they done anything after that game? Um, well, I'm actually I'm looking at uh, what they've worked on, and 
They've uh, they've worked on Lord of the Rings: Aragorn's Quest. They've worked on a Top Gun game. Um, Top Gun. <laughs> since 2009, they've actually actually well, Lord of the Rings was one. They've done they've been all over the place really. Uh, Zumba Fitness. Um, but interesting. Oh, that's, that's a classic. <laughs> they did work on Silent Hill Downpour. Which Didn't I, that one? It was not. Was that the good one, or was that because the, there's like Silent Hills are like uh, hit and miss? I've been told. It says Ventra Games. It's it's kind of all over the place, but basically they're still in business. They worked on most recently Pokemon Art Academy. So if you can think of uh, a developer, also Crush 3D. So if you can think of a developer that's just been all over the map in terms of what they've worked on, it's definitely them. Um, but it uh, they've actually, I believe, they've changed their name. So it was Headstrong Games. Now it's Kuju Entertainment. Uh, like is that early 2000s song? I guess naming after a song from like the early 2000s isn't a good thing. Yeah, <laughs> remember that? <laughs> yeah. Um, but but um, um, I, I, yeah, I mean, really, House of the Dead is the go-to franchise. There's a reason why we. Uh, I think whenever Halloween rolls around, we're like, well, let's do something House of the Dead related. <laughs> Um, but there, you know, there are some more, absolutely. And there are some more obscure titles I can think of. Um, there's decap attack, which people might be pissed off that I called it obscure because it was a pretty popular game for the mega drive and Genesis. But, um, it is obscure in that, you know, you don't really, people don't really talk about it. It was in Sonic the comic, I think a few times, um, maybe more than a few. Uh, but, but that's a really wild game. Have you ever played that? Of course I've played it. Good. <laughs> uh, it's also a reskin from a Japanese game. Yeah, like Mario 2, right? It's kind of weird. Yep. But um, it, it is kind of weird, but it's something they did in the 90s a lot, I've noticed. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to get into it, but yeah. <laughs> but um, other ones I can think of, Mr. Bones for the Saturn. That's a really awesome game. Uh, I think it's one of those hidden gems. It's hard to come by just because... It's not incredibly rare, but it's a multi-disc title, so you're going to have to get both discs to have a working version of the game. Um, but it's it's how about fun. how about a uh, condemned? Condemned, yeah, that's a popular one. Um, well, not popular, but that's a, a very cultish kind of game. Uh, Sega owns the IP, correct? It, I don't even know, but they, I, I do know that Warner even know how they have a hand in it. I guess they own Monolith. Is that what I heard? Okay. But that wouldn't make sense, though, because I think they need to do a Lord of the Rings game, and that's EA. Yeah, I don't think they own Monolith. They might They might own the rights to it. Sega published it. Um, but uh, no, Warner Brothers owns Monolith, which is why they would work on a Lord of the Rings game. If uh, people are going to pick it up, I would suggest the first one and kind of skip the second one because it gets kind of weird. <laughs> what but, yeah, that's my opinion. What gets weird? It's, uh, I don't even know how to explain it. It's just like, like the guy's on a psychotic trip the whole time, and it's like, is this real? Is that real? And it's like, this is just weird. I, they tried to improve some of the formula, and they did do it. I just did it. I just, it just got too weird for me. I like the idea of just... Those, you know, being a scary game instead of this weird, psychotic, drug-induced meltdown. It was weird. Yeah. It's a strange game. Yeah. First one's a lot better, I think. 
Uh, I can also think of Rise of Nightmares, which is an unpopular title <laughs> because it was for the Kinect. But um, I'm surprised how many Sega fans bring that game up that they want to port to another console. You're one of them, but I've heard other people. <laughs> it's you know it's it's from the uh, staff who worked on some staff who worked on House of the Dead and Jet Set Radio, surprisingly. And it is really it's basically House of the Dead with motion controls and melee combat. So. It, it's kind of making me a little depressed that all these Sega developers are like behind this like add-on. Not because, because I, I, w- I would want more people to enjoy their games, but it feels like the guys from House of the Dead worked on uh, Rise of Nightmares on Connect, and then mm-hmm. the guy that does the uh, Panzer Dragoon is working on Red Dragon or whatever it's called. Crimson Dragon, yeah. And it already came out. I don't even know if it did well. It was moderately well received. It um, I don't even know if it had Connect controls or if they were just um, optional. But when I played demos, I played demos at least three times in stores. They never touted the Connect features. It was always controller in hand. Um, okay. But um, I guess that's kind of a scary game. <laughs> but um, dragons are scary. Yeah, I guess so. But. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and then, of course, there's, uh, you know, platformers always have, you know, like when they run out of ideas, they're like, oh, we've done the, the jungle, and we've done ice, let's let's do Halloween. Sonic's done that. Um, yes, uh, Pumpkin Hill, man. Pumpkin Hill and Mystic, uh, what is it, Mystic Castle. And uh, I'm trying to think what else. It's interesting, though, there, there hasn't really been any, there's been, like, uh, Egyptian tombs with ghosts, but there's never really been a true Halloween uh, two-dimensional stage in, in any of the classics. Um, How about uh, if they did a survival horror Sonic game? Would that work out? That would be pretty fun. What, what do you have in mind? <laughs> um, everything takes place in Pumpkin Hill, and they play that rap song over and over again. Yeah. And you're supposed to play pumpkins. That's the whole game. I love it. I would buy it. All right. Well, we'll we'll mention that uh, to Sega. <laughs> uh, song, uh, yeah, for sure. So, be Sonic Boom uh, Yeah, absolutely. And there's also uh, moving on to our next topic. If you want to, we've got um, two big games coming out this October. In fact, they've all already released. The uh, first one is. And one of them is a horror game. What's that? One of them is a horror game. Oh, yeah, Alien Isolation, and uh, we actually we did a little Let's Play of it, um, I believe, the day after it released. Have you played it much more oh, since then? I have played it, actually. I've actually beaten it. I have, I've written the review of it, but it's like I'm waiting to capture footage of it before I put up everything, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, it should be up like in less than a week. I just, I'm waiting for a motherboard that, for my computer because my uh, processor couldn't handle the recording it. So I was like, well, I'm going to replace it, so I will. So what um, do you think of it? Would you say it's one of the scarier games you've played in a long time? Oh, yes. Yes, it's really good. I like that they really uh, limit what you could do. And uh, so it's more about, you know, really surviving instead of like, oh, I got this gun. I just don't have enough bullets. So, right. you know, I think it's a different take on it. And it's pretty good. I like it. Uh, there's all, there's all, like I have minor issues with it I, but i don't want to get too much into it but it's like they should have really let me do more safe states i can't figure i i've looked for it through it and you can't do it i don't think so but hmm. besides that good good game how's the um the balance of how much you see the alien and how much you see uh other i guess aggressors uh 
it's pretty balanced, I would say. I think there's a little bit of everything. Uh, in my opinion, I think it was. Uh, I thought it was. It had really well, really well thought out set pieces. It's just one of those weird games, though, that like you're playing and you're like, oh, it's gonna be over right here, and all that, then I'm gonna go to the restroom, and then you, nope, it's not nope. over. How often? <laughs> yeah, did it you just die? continues. Huh? How often did you die? Dude, uh, a lot. Sometimes I died a lot. I want to make a compilation video of me trying to play it extra hard, and then and then see how long it takes me to just pass a certain little area. Right. I, I want to start recording it and, and just put a compilation video of just me dying over and over, like super fast, just dying. With with uh, classical music or something like that. Yeah. 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 Of course, classical music. <laughs> Ballet. Good music. game though. Yeah. Uh, uh, and it looks gorgeous. What did you think of the um, protagonist? I, uh, you know, I, I obviously I don't want to get into it, but there's been a lot of talk about uh, women and women in video games, and uh, I, I feel like not a lot of people are talking about how that's. Isolation stars a female protagonist. Do uh, you have any thoughts on her as a character? I mean, she's just—I mean, she's just a normal video game character in a game. I mean, there's nothing particularly I would say. So I guess they could say sexist about the game. Mm-hmm. It's uh, but it's like what I don't know what what should a woman be like like in the game? I'm assuming well, she's not a victim. Technically, she's surviving. Mm-hmm. So I would, yeah, I think they handled her really, really well. I mean, it's no Bayonetta, super sexy guns on her boots, but that's true. Yeah, yeah. it's just it's just a normal character. I mean, technically, I wouldn't even say that it should even matter what the sex would be. So I'm just saying, not sexist since it doesn't matter. It could have been a guy character, right? And I mean, especially with first-person games, I think it's important to not, I guess, focus on the characters. The character too much just because I feel, I feel like it's more fun to live through the eyes of the character. So if you have a character who's incredibly extreme in one direction or, you know, like let's say you have a character who's constantly freaked out by things, like, but then it doesn't translate over to when you are the one controlling it. If you're really good at the game, then why is the character, you know, a sissy, you know? <laughs> um, yeah. It, it's almost like in RPGs when it's they have this character and they're kind of playing. I wouldn't say because I haven't played uh, Isolation as much, uh, so I wouldn't. I don't want to give my comments on like the character itself. Of um, it's uh, Amanda Ripley, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I get all those Ripleys confused, but uh, you know, it's you know maybe it might. I'm wondering if it maybe goes along with that RPG kind of idea where it's like, hello, what's your name? Good. Nice to meet you. You know, like they kind of they're a little more silent so that you can put yourself into them. I mean, there is parts where she comes out and does the story. But the whole time when I'm finding the alien, I'm not even thinking about the story. I'm just thinking about getting to like point A to point B and surviving. I'm not thinking like, man, I'm a girl and I have badass boobs and a nice ass or anything <laughs> like that. I mean, like, you know, when you when you play Bayonetta 2, it's like she's an attractive woman and I'm an attractive woman beating up these demon things. But and, you're not really thinking that when you're playing Isolation. No, and I mean, uh, if if you want, actually, well, we should maybe mention Isolation's doing pretty well in the sales. Uh, I haven't checked them for this week, but I know on release they were um, doing well. Wasn't it second behind a uh, football game? FIFA 15. FIFA 15. It sells a billion copies. Which, I mean, obviously can be, you know, it's 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 FIFA. It's, of course it's going to do well in Europe. So, of course. I think I'm, am I thinking of Bayonetta or Alien? No, no, you're right. Uh, Bayonetta debuted in seventh place. Uh, and, okay. Uh, 
Yeah. So Alien definitely did better than Bayonetta. I mean, obviously it has yeah. a larger uh, user base, but um, no, I mean, it's also on more consoles. Yeah, but it's. I think. I mean, we. You can debate whether Bayonetta is a Sega game or not, but in the end, the uh, Sega name is on the box. And uh, when it comes to um, isolation, you know, Sega's name is right there, and they own the developers. So outside of the IP, you know, it's all their work. So it's. Uh, I, I would say October's been pretty good to Sega in terms of sales, in terms of new um, scores, and. Uh, Another game that we'll talk about after we talk about Bayonetta 2. Is there anything else you want to talk about with Isolation? Mm, no. Oh, I mean, didn't the DLC come out? I haven't tried it, so I wouldn't know. But it's supposed to come out, like, two days ago, I think. Yeah, yeah. I that came out. On it. Yeah, it's, um, I believe, seven ninety nine. Could be wrong. I don't want to be wrong. Ever. I don't ever want That's to so be wrong. so much money. But uh, it's, it, uh, from what I hear, it's, it's pretty cool. I mean, obviously, it reuses locations, but... It's more games, so if you played Isolation and you're like, man, I'm tired of replaying this, I want to play more game, then, you know, it's there. Uh, but um, I, I feel like it's, there's going to be, like, some sort of big addition with all of the DLC released down the road. And I think, yeah, and that's the problem with these, like, DLC things. I mean, people want it. It's it's a very weird, touchy, touchy subject, like... You gotta deliver DLC and you gotta do it quick before people will sell their game, copy yeah. or stop playing it. And you also want people to actually buy the game for sixty dollars instead of waiting for a game of the year edition. Yeah. Very tricky thing. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't yeah. know how they could handle it. It's it's you lose any either way, but yeah. <laughs> uh, we also have Bayonetta two, which just released. Um, I believe it was on a Friday this past Friday. Uh, yes. A week ago. Now, um, I'll admit, I, I'm kind of working on some other games that I'm playing right now, particularly uh, Panzer Dragoon Saga, which I need to finish, as well as um, I want to get into Isolation, but uh, Bayonetta 2 is on my... What's that? You haven't bought Bayonetta 2? No, I have, but it hasn't come yet. Oh. Oh, oh you did buy it. I haven't... Okay. I haven't bought it because I, I'm waiting... Because, dude, you know... <sighs> I really want – I need to finish this freaking uh, Alien. I, I've been busy, and I need to finish this Alien and another review I'm doing for the site. Why, why? And then we have another – I'm doing Sonic Boom review in a little bit too, so yeah. I've got to catch up. Exactly. So, I so after get... I'm done with that, I mean, after I'm done with that, I'm buying Bayonetta 2. Yeah, I want to squeeze Bayonetta 2 in before I get to Boom. Uh, but, um, I mean, I played the demo. It, it's Bayonetta. You know, it's more Bayonetta. It kind of – Kind of reminds me of Sonic the Hedgehog 2 in that it's, um, you know, it's it's more of the same, but at the same time, it feels different. You know, there's something about it. You know, maybe that's the frame rate or the um, update and graphics. Yeah, for sure. Maybe the new the new character design kind of jumps out at me. Um, but, you know, it's it's a little faster. It throws you right into the game. And uh, from what I've played, it's, it's, it's really great. You know, the only thing is I... Uh, I don't know how it, it compares pacing-wise or story-wise to the first one. I know the first one's story wasn't all that great or important, but um, I still had, it was you know. Like, it felt like they, they like, ju- like dropped you in the middle of a movie, and they're like, you don't know what the fuck is going on. Just kill things. Yeah, exactly. I mean, all I really want is a lot of great character moments, which I think Bayonetta, the first one, was filled with. You know, I liked Enzo, and I liked, um, what is it, Roden? Roden? 
Yeah. Uh, who I believe is playable in a multiplayer mode. But um, how do you feel about uh, Bayonetta as a woman character? As a female character, I think I I kind of touched on this uh, not too long ago. It might have even been on our little uh, Halloween show. But basically, I mean, as a man, you know, obviously, you know, she's she's attractive and she's got you know all that going for her. But I think what says what a lot about her character that says a lot about her was is that when I when I think of Bayonetta, I'm not thinking of objectifying her. I want to be her. You know what I mean? And I don't mean I want to yeah. like put on lipstick and like dress up with right her, but I want to control her. I want to do that sort of combat. I want to have all that power. Um, when I say I want to control her, I mean, I want to play. The you sound like you're like into like dominatrix. And no, no, you, you know, does, <laughs> does that make sense? You know, it's kind of like, um, no, I understand that you want to, you want you find her as an appealing character. Do you want to play as right? I feel like she has a very strong, People use people say this sometimes. People are like, you know, Bayonetta. It's kind of dirty though. But basically, you know, people say that she knows people want to fuck them, fuck her, but she knows that she holds all the cards, so she uses that to her advantage. You know, you're not gonna have her. She's no, a, no one is. She's like a flirt. She's a flirt, but not in. I feel like not in the sense that degrades her as a character i think it kind of strengthens her i mean you you can look at uh, she's kind of like james bond it sounds like a weird comparison but you know it's kind of like everyone wants to be james bond they want to have that power but very few people i think think oh yeah i'm gonna seduce james bond no he he seduces you you know and usually uses it to his advantage i think it's a woman power fantasy i would say like it's the opposite Literally of what they do with Dante or they do with FPS superheroes or whatever they do. Um, it's for us. It's like we want to be this. You know, when we were kids, we were like, yeah, superheroes. They have big old muscles and they do that. Yeah. And I think we're like women. It's like I want to be. I want to fucking. I want to be super attractive and like beat up everything and uh, have all these guys. You know. Yeah. At at your fingertips, like they're paying her attention. I mean, why would anybody want attention? I mean, that's the same thing of all video games. You're the main character, yeah, for a reason. And I mean, so that's yeah, a, I, that's a good point too. Sorry. I mean, uh, with with in regards to muscles, you know, you you look at what women, the these, I wouldn't even say stereotype, but the general generalization of what you know women see as attractive and it's you know the big muscly man. You know, you look at like Superman, you look at Daniel Craig, you look at those sorts of characters are like Han Solo, Indiana Jones. They're all, they got some muscle, they're kind of gritty, you know. And then you look at what men see attractive in women, you know, that we're not going to be saying, oh, you know, I want a big muscly woman. You know, some guys are, and, you know, they can they can have that, you know, if they want. But, <laughs> you know, the general consensus is not <laughs> that. It's, it's, I don't know, I can't really sum it up, but basically I think that James Bond analogy kind of works for me in that I see her as just this, she's kind of like this ultimate woman, but not in the sense that the ideal woman, but more like she's just got all this power and you want to be her. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I think it just fits with platinum games. Like there are this company that wants to like 
get stuff that's normal and just turn it upside down. And that's kind of like what Bayonetta is like. It's like, oh, you know, remember Dante? He was super sexy dude. That was cool. We're doing that with a woman now. Yeah. And it's like, it's just the way they are. And I, I think it fits their personality. Yeah, they crank it up to the extreme pretty much. All the time. All the time. Kind of like, like Robert Rodriguez or like Grindhouse. <laughs> but um, yes. But uh, the the game, uh, I don't, I guess, has it been selling? It's selling as well as, I guess, a Wii U title can sell. Um, yeah, I'm assuming, I mean, it charted at number seven. I don't, I don't know what that even means, you know. There's no sales numbers behind that. But it's like, what do you expect, I mean, from a Wii U? I'm not saying it's a bad console. I own a Wii U. You own a Wii U. It's a, we, we own a Wii U. Yeah, we both own a Wii U. But it's like, it's just like, it just... It's like 8 million units sold or something like that. I'm sure it's going to go over past 10 million now during the holidays, but yeah. not that many people are owning it. It's like Dreamcast levels here. Yeah. Uh, not good. But at the same time, I think it helps that they have the um, Smash Brothers and they have Amiibo and they have Mario Kart. So there's these more popular, successful games that are getting Wii U's into households. And when people you know, think, all right, I played... Mario Kart, I want something else. What's out there? Oh, God, look, Bayonetta 2, getting great review scores. It has two games in one, $50, $60. Um, oh, did I, did I tell you when my friend told me when Bayonetta 1 came out and I had to re, I told him I was reviewing it? What did he say? He asked me if the game was really sexy. That's what he asked me. <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? Like I guess he said he saw he heard a program on the radio or something where we you're saying that the the character was too sexy or something. So I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> Is it sexy? And that's like really? what the meat. Yeah. yeah, my well, my friend only plays like um, sport games, so he's kind of I guess mainstream gamer. But she uses it as her weapon, really. Yeah, of course. I just thought it was funny that that's what the that's what they're promoting the game as, you know. Yeah, that's true. There was that um, trailer before it. The remember the original Bayonetta trailer and it was like I'm going in for the kill, na 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 na. And it uses that that pop song and then like the bullets fall and then her foot comes down. Boom! Remember that? Yeah, I remember that. It's one of my favorite teaser trailers. It's it's pretty good. But uh, yeah, Bayonetta two out there. Uh, both that and Isolation make a very good uh, combination of games with the Sega logo on them and. Uh, you know, oh, do, do you want to talk a little we bit? We didn't talk about... What's that? Go on. Oh, uh, sorry. I, well, no, I just we're talking about it next, so I'm not going to say anything. Oh, absolutely. Um, well, I was just going to say, you know, it, it's obviously it was developed by Platinum Games. Nintendo played a big part in in the game coming out. There are rumors that Sega was developing it, then they had to cut back and they canceled it. There are other rumors that Sega were cutting back and they told Platinum Games, look, we can't afford to do this either we cancel it or you need to help you need to find somebody else you know and so there there very well could be uh, you know the truth is that sega went said you know nintendo do you want to take this game but i don't know i feel like a lot of people are vilifying sega when it comes to bayonetta 2 um i know there's I've heard of you. Rumors of, uh, they go differently but yeah it's weird it's an interesting story i wish they would be more broad about the deal that we don't know anything about the deal really i mean does sega make money off of it how does that work it's they own the ip that's the thing and their names on the box so they must be getting a cut i would say they would be t- taking a cut because i've heard that they've funded a 
a certain percentage of the actual game. It's just that they didn't want to complete the whole fund, I guess. Right. For the full game. And I mean, let's be honest, you know, yes, Nintendo played a part, and Platinum Games obviously played a part being the developer, but so did Sega. They own the IP. They, you know, they may not have been, uh, if the rumors are true, they may not have been the best party of the three involved, but still, in the end, they played a part, and the game's out, people are playing it, and Honestly, it's one of those games I never thought we would see a sequel to this soon. And you know what's funny also about this whole Nintendo taking responsibility and Sega being Venom, you know, villain? It's yeah. funny because, like, the, okay, the big sites are like, Sega should have done this. They missed out. I, I understand that. But then I, now we have other Sega fans that are, like, posting on our, like, Facebook and stuff, and they're like, it should come to the PS3. We deserve it. I'm like, all right. Like, I don't know. Like, Sega has nothing to do with it. It's Nintendo. So, like, I don't know. It just feels like we're getting bitched at it both sides. Like, yeah. I mean, of course, we'd rather have it on all consoles and Sega as a publisher. But, I mean, Nintendo saved it, but we're still getting complained that it's not being published by Sega on everything. Yeah. The original Bayonetta, I, I think it was a moderate to pretty pretty good success in terms of sales and obviously review scores. But then you look at Sega's history with um, Platinum Games, they had. Vanquish, which was a fantastic game, but really didn't sell that well. Um, mainly because I, I feel like it didn't know what it wanted to be in terms of marketing it. I don't know if that's Sega's problem or if it's Vanquish just coming out, out at the bad time. Um, and, I, and I think some reviewers didn't even understand what the game was supposed to, how it's supposed to be played. I think it was um, – I was reading a Stim journal uh, uh, with a Jim Sterling interview, and he criticized the covering system or something like that or like that that covering didn't really matter or something. Like he couldn't just stay in cover, but it's like the game was not a cover shooter. It was – you're literally supposed to be moving around the whole time to get – like if you cover take cover in that game, it literally reduces your score. It penal it's a penalty. Yeah. So uh, yeah, so he didn't. I don't think. I mean, I think there there should have been like a tutorial or something. Yeah, and then of yeah. course there was um, Anarchy Reigns, which um, I think you'll remember very well. We we would report on uh, teaser trailers and new photos. They were like this week they're they're debuting a new character, and then the game just went silent. And it was about six months or so until. We even heard rumors that it was releasing soon. Uh, yeah, and um, also it was supposed to be – it was very advertised as a worldwide launch at, on day one so everybody could play together worldwide, yeah. and that didn't happen. So I think Sega and Platinum Games just – they their relationship kind of fell apart. Um you know, who, who's to say what went wrong? But uh, regardless, we do have Bayonetta 2. And, you know, we you never know. We might see a Bayonetta 3. I'm not saying that it will happen, but um, it's if Bayonetta 2 can happen, then I, I could see a Bayonetta 3. That, not that I think we need one. I mean, they're both fantastic games. I don't know why we need a third fantastic game, right? <laughs> but um, Yeah, I know. Why do we want good games? Forget about oh, yeah. it. I, I I'm kind of joking, but still, you know... I, I, know, I was like, joking, too. I'm joking. The Bayonetta gameplay style can only go so far until people start going, Bayonetta 3 is just Bayonetta 2, you know? this. I think it would have to be more on focusing on level design. Yeah. I think. Most definitely, because I don't think there's a story there to that people want. It's not like Shenmue 3 where we're like, Sega, Nintendo, you know, we want 
Bayonetta 3 to continue the story. I don't even know what the story is. You sit me down, I can't tell you. I don't remember. <laughs> but, yeah. I agree with that. But uh, there's a third title, a surprise title, um, a game that we were – I wouldn't say we were first, but we were very uh, very close to being – we were one of the first sites to report on it. And, uh, you know, this isn't I, – I, sure, I'm gloating, but I think it also is uh, just a sign of how popular the news was when Valkyria Chronicles was announced. Yeah, you don't smile on your face right now, don't you? Me, yeah. Well, it was ten times the traffic we usually get. I'm not going to say what the traffic is that we usually get, but it was ten times the amount. Yes, and it was very popular on the 4chans and the NeoGAFs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what do you think about this Valkyria Chronicles coming to PC, uh, Barry? Well, it... Uh, you know, being a fan site, uh, we we do get tips, we get little inside pieces of info. Uh, usually, we can't report on it, and um, you know, we I don't think I'm you know hurting anyone's feelings when I say we did or not you know hurting anyone when I say that we did hear about this a long time ago, at least yeah. at least ten or eleven months ago. Um, and there's even word now that seven months ago. Uh, Valkyria Chronicles appeared in some form on Steam. I don't know if it was maybe a line of code or like a mention of it, but there was an official mention. So this this has been in the works for a while. The question is, why did it take this long? Um, it could have been timing. Maybe they said, look, you know, October is the ideal time. People did note that it marks uh, the anniversary, uh, a World War, what is it, World War One anniversary? Yeah, is it the anniversary for World War One? I, you know what? You ask me about U.S. history. I'm not going to know a damn thing. Sega history. That's another. <laughs> that's another topic. Yeah. Um, if there was a, if there was a college to go and you did Sega history, that'd be pretty cool, Professor that be like Barrett. That, that anime that came out, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's um uh, November 11th. Isn't that when the game comes out? Yep. Yeah, and that's when uh, World War One ended in 1918. So you or get to celebrate by playing World War One version, an anime version of I World War One. I don't want to even get U.S. history wrong, but um, regardless, it's coming out soon. What do you think about it? I'm super excited, dude. I'm like, when I heard the news, like when you know when we heard that this was coming out and they were working on it, I was like, oh, I gotta tell everybody. Yeah. Facebook, Twitter status updates. Yes. And I'm like, you know, and um, so, yeah, I'm happy. It kind of, you know, hit me by surprise. The same thing, like, even though I know it was coming, I woke up and I got excited again when I read about it again. <laughs> so I'm very excited. I bought a PS4 for this freaking game. Like, like the game came out, and I was like, I got to buy a PS4 for oh, this. PS3? I have to. PS3, sorry, yeah. PS4. Yeah. I'm ahead of myself. Is Sega, um, but yeah, you know, it's it's been a long time coming, but we heard about it. We reported on it. Sega actually they tweeted about it, um, and you know coincidentally they used the exact same photo that we used for our header photo. I looked at the files; they were different files. Maybe it was a I don't know. I just like thinking Sega looks at our site. Uh, they do, but no, um, don't. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, well, Aaron Weber used to visit all the time, but um, uh, they did release the press release and they did mention that. Um, some uh, savvy sites did uh, break the news early, so you know they think about us. They know they 
they know. But they know um, we know. Yeah, they know we know, and we know they know, and we you you we you. <laughs> but uh, they they did reveal some more information just through Twitter. Um, uh, recently, they've announced that there's been remappable controls, keyboard mouse supported, uh, and obviously more info as they get closer to launch. They also answered the question about um, screen resolution. It's 720 and 1080p, as well as higher resolutions, depending on your max monitor resolution, 60 frames per second, supported as well. So It's, it's the ultimate version of the game, guys, yeah. and it's only $20. $20, you get a steal. And uh, it's between 10 and 25% off, depending on where you buy it. Also, this one is going to have uh, achievements. And, like, the the PS3 version didn't have trophies because it, was, it came out before trophies were uh, were a thing. Right. And uh, that was, the one, like, one of the, hot, like, top five requested PS3 games that everybody wanted trophies. For. I think it was number two. I think number one was like Metal Gear Solid 4, and I think that did get an update later on. Sega never updated uh, Valkyrie Chronicles, so now you could buy it on PC and get it if you, you like that kind of stuff. Funny thing is, too, since it uses the, um, the uh, I guess, the Xbox 360 kind of control buttons, I was looking at screens, it's just kind of funny to see those A, B, X, Y mapped on top of Valkyria Chronicles. <laughs> you know, just... It's it's a little strange. Oh yeah, I know. I well, I use the 360 controller. Honestly, I like it a lot, but it's kind of weird going to the PS3 for like different. Uh, like I think the joysticks are a lot better. At first, I didn't really think so when I you know was playing a lot of PS3, but I, I can't I can't I like that controller. Depending on what though, I like fighting games. I like better on the PS3. I don't know. That's it though. Some people are annoyed that it's it's not coming to 360 as well, but that's just it's. 360 is kind of on the way out. Let's be honest, you know, like we're lucky to get it on PC. Yeah, and I think, and it, its requirements are really low. I think a lot of people would be able to play it at decent settings. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so that's that's October. It's been an insanely busy month just for announcements and games coming out. Uh, November. We have um, Sonic Boom on Wii U and 3DS. Also, the TV series debuts uh, on November 8th, Saturday. And rumor is that it's at 7 in the morning. (laughs) So people are – Sonic fans are kind of freaking out that no one's going to watch it. But let's be honest. It's targeted as little kids. Little kids get up early. I didn't. I did. People – I did. uh, uh, What was it? Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog aired at 6.30 in the morning. Damn. I was up every morning watching it during the week. Granted, that was for school, but still, 6.30 in the morning. So when we have Sonic Boom coming out, uh, presumably a half hour later, um, so we'll see. We'll see. And you know, I think it's, I, I, it'll do fine. It's Sonic. Yeah, and kids don't live by television anymore. They, they check it out online. I'm sure we're going to have a thing where you go on the CartoonNetwork.com and watch the latest episode for the next week. Yeah, I think it should probably have – yeah, I mean that's a future. Yeah. You know, I mean I, I watched the show um, Clone Wars, and Cartoon Network moved it from Friday nights to Saturday mornings. People complained, but I, I, it really didn't faze me because I always watch the show uh, next day online. So you had to do it on Sunday now. 
Yeah, so I would just have to watch, uh, instead of Saturday, I'd have to watch it online Sunday. And it was legit watching, too, because they uh, put new episodes up online for free for people to watch. So we're, now that we're talking about Sonic Boom, you yeah. actually played both games, right? The 3DS and the Wii U version? Yes, I uh, I attended. I don't think we talked about this on the podcast. Maybe we... no, we haven't. So I mean, this is a good idea right now to talk yeah. about. I mean, just give us your give me your general overview of the games, like what you thought about them, what you played, you know. All right. Well, I you know I attended the Sonic Boom event in New York City. Had a lot of fun. I wrote a whole thing up on the website. People can check that out. But um, I did get a chance to play the Wii U and 3DS versions. The lines were reasonably they weren't that long maybe five five six people per line but i thing was the demo, from from what i've heard from e3 impressions the demo can be really long if you want to play all three available segments so i just picked one uh, i picked one that was a speed section with some light uh, uh uh combat i think i chose poorly just because i feel like the speed sections are probably the weakest or the um which is a shame because, you know, it's a Sonic game. The speed section should be the best. But, um, you know, it, it kind of played like Sonic Dash. Uh, you could still freely move around, but there was also kind of this lane sort of setup where you could go left, right, middle. Um, so they kind of took the idea behind the, like, the rails and ge- uh, generations and just, like, it's still for everything, all the speed sections? For the speed sections, yeah. But from what I remember, I feel like I could move around freely but if i wanted to i could kind of snap to the the lanes i could be wrong but that's what i feel like i remember um and then of course you know you'd hit a spring go up and then you would have to hit a button to use your ener- energy beam to you know swing over to something so it definitely has that sort of sonic unleashed vibe maybe slowed down a lot but still where you're you know you, you speed um left right left right jump homing attack you know that sort of thing where you need to get get into this sort of rhythm. Um, the only problem was the camera I felt was kind of uh, finicky. It couldn't really keep up with me. Uh, I would hit, like, a boost thing, and the camera would still stay back, and then suddenly it would, like, jump up and speed up with me again. So that was kind of weird. weird. The thing is, though, that I that's not the biggest part of the game. The big part is more of that um, adventuring, exploring, combat sort of thing. Uh, which I did not get to try out as much in that part of the demo. But from what I played, it feels like uh, the Werehog, but sped up and more refined and more fun. Uh, I think kids are really going to probably dig it. I mean, that's the demographic these games are for. Yeah. And the one thing I'm wondering, though, with with Sonic Boom is they're they're spanning games, TV, and uh, comic books. The games weren't the first thing we heard about. The first thing we heard about was the TV series. So I almost have to wonder what is the like backbone of Sonic Boom? Is it a TV series that also has games and comics? I'm sure Sega would want us to say that it's all three. None of them come before the other. Um, but from I'm assuming that it's based on the show, and then like all these things are just merchandise. I guess, it, but it's like. I think a lot of people, if you ask them, wait, hey, what do you think T- uh, TMNT is? And they'd tell you a movie or a cartoon when yeah. it's actually a comic book. Yeah, so I feel but, like that's what Sega wants fans to say. And if you ever asked Sega PR or any of the developers, they would – I don't think any of them would say, well, the game comes first. The TV show comes first, you know. But 
just from my impressions, I feel it felt like a game based on a TV show, which isn't a bad thing. I've played good games based on TV shows, but it's just the fact that, I don't know, I, I felt like, at, on one hand, it, the, the game is supposed to have important character moments and revelations, so maybe they even reverse-engineered it and said, hey, how does the TV show, like, how did this happen in the TV show? And they said, oh, you can do that in the game. So maybe it was a collaborative experience. I don't know, but... Um, well, I've heard it was a prequel, wasn't it, to the yeah. TV show? Yeah, which uh, I think that's how it works. So, yeah, but... Um, uh, the So I got to play the, the Wii U version. It, was, it wasn't bad. It, was, it, it wasn't... Um, it felt a lot more like a PlayStation 2 uh, platformer, which isn't a bad thing, but it's not a Sonic game so much. Then again, you know, Mean Bean Machine and Sonic Spinball aren't exactly Sonic games, but Sonic's in them, and there people consider them Sonic titles, spinoffs, I guess. So at class, it felt like a spinoff, a decent spinoff. Um, I didn't play as much as I sh- could have to get a real firm impression of it. The uh, 3DS version. Oh, go on. Go on. I was going to ask you. This kind of feels like Sonic Team is working on something right now, probably. Yeah. And they, Sega didn't want to bother them and ask them, "Hey, can you guys stretch yourselves thin again, like you guys usually do, and uh, make a tie-in game for this universe?" You know. Yeah. So, Sonic Boom is giving. I, I feel like also maybe Sonic Team's tired of rushing games, so they said, "You know what? If we have a second Sonic franchise, we can have, you know, 20, 2014 Sonic Boom, 2015 Sonic Team, 2016 Sonic Boom. So we can, each franchise will exist through the cartoon shows and the comics, but then when there's the games coming, they go every other year, which I think is a good idea because um, I could have sworn someone said Sonic Boom needs to do well for Sonic Team's sake, and I didn't know what they were talking about, but it was someone who I believe has inside info. Uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe it even could be, and we've, we've talked about this before, that there are things that Sonic Lost World tried to be that Sonic Team shouldn't have listened to in the sense of westernizing it more, uh, simplifying the storyline uh, making it more kid friendly, I feel like making it more. I would say I think a lot of people use Nintendo, Nintendo in it. Yeah, but I mean more. it's kind of hard to say no to that when it was on a Nintendo platform and they kind of did have a like Mario Galaxy look. Yeah, and aspects. But um, you know, overall, it, it's kind of like I really like you mentioned Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's a franchise I really like. Now it's not a franchise where I've explored every single aspect of it. Like the, the 2000, what is it? The 2003 TV series I never watched, but if you sat me down, I could enjoy it just because I like Ninja Turtles. I feel like that same way towards the Sonic, towards Sonic boom. Like I like Sonic. So if you sit me down, I'll enjoy aspects of it. I might, it might not be all for me. It might not, I would consider it like my Sonic, but, um, I, I, I can see myself enjoying it, but then again, like I said, I didn't get to play as much of the Wii U one. The 3DS one, I did get to play a lot more, and I really enjoyed that. It um, kind of played like Sonic CD, where you would more explore the map uh, rather than going from start to finish. Um, it also kind of had a slower, more platforming kind of pace of Sonic 1. 
Um, and people have also compared it to Tales Adventures, which uh, the Game Gear game, which is kind of like RPG light. Uh, and it feels like a game that would have a lot more meat to it than Lost World 3DS or Generations 3DS did, which I'd really enjoy just because you, you spend $30, $40 on a new Sonic 3DS game and you're done with it in two days, which kind of sucks. <laughs> so Yeah, it does. So it looks like a game that has a lot more content to it, plus you can switch on the fly between characters, but it's not like um, Sonic Heroes where they're following each other. You know, it's just kind of like if you want Sonic, then boom, your character turns into Sonic, which... I- you know. I think it's kind of ballsy for me to Sega to go like, oh, like they dropped Sonic Friends for like you know forever now. It yeah. feels like, and this this new team that's never done a Sonic game is like, fuck it, we're using every character <laughs> yeah. and we're adding a new one. So I don't know. That's pretty ballsy. I hopefully it works out for them. But it's like I don't know. Sonic Team couldn't do it after like so many tries. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. And um, so, yeah, I guess the the TV series, we saw a preview for that at the show. That looks really good. Um, I know it's developed or it's created in France, and I feel like the, the lip syncing looked kind of off, which makes me wonder if they if they animated for the French voices and then they dubbed it for the American voices because it it didn't seem like dead on at times when the characters were moving their mouths. And maybe that's just because they don't have uh the most um, expressive uh, CG rigs for the characters, you know? So the show is marketed and cre- uh, created for French TV or for American TV? For American, but it's from a French company, which makes me wonder which uh, which uh, voice actors they're really animating to. I could be wrong. You know, I'm, I'm used to watching Pixar and things like that where they put – thousands or thousands they put millions into creating characters whereas with tv animation it's you know open close your mouth they got a few moves but it's definitely not as uh, uh involved but still it looks like a funny show it's uh 11 minutes an episode which means it won't o- overstay its welcome like the uh as much as i like adventures of sonic the hedgehog it, the episodes do get kind of tired after the halfway point I was going to say, do they, uh, are, is it going to be 11 minutes and then it's going to be another, a different show in, for another 11 minutes to make up the whole half hour block? Uh, no, it looks like they're going to have two 11 minute episodes. So it's going to be like Adventure Time does it in regular show. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think that works to Cartoon Network's benefit because if they want to do, mix it up and do marathons, they can do 11 minutes of Sonic, 11 minutes of Adventure Time, things like that. Um, and I've, uh, so yeah, so I've, I've gotten, Previews of all of those, uh, uh, cautiously optimistic of the Wii U game, looking forward to the 3DS game, TV series. Well, it's not marketed at me. It looks like a show that I, I enjoy watching. I'm not one to watch kids. Read the, yeah, and you read the comic, though, right, too? Yeah, and I did. I got the comic today. I read it, and it's uh, it's good. The I mean, the artwork's really good. It's a lot more like the... Um, the old Sonic comics, uh, where it's more humorous and self-referential, doesn't take itself so seriously. Um, and there are, you know, it, it's interesting because I thought, you know, maybe the comics would reveal some things. It really didn't reveal a lot. Um, Sonic lives on a tropical island with everyone, but they didn't oh, say anything. plot spoiler, plot yeah. spoiler. <laughs> At the beginning, they say, welcome to Sonic's tropical island. So... It seems like they all live on an island, kind of like the original Sonic game, uh, you know, with South Island. Um, Eggman lives off off 
the coast on his own little island with a tower, which kind of reminded me of Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog, where he had his own little home base. Uh, his assistant robots, Orbot and Cubot, live with him. But what I found interesting was that, you know, they... Knuckles just kind of hangs out. He's not like, i got to guard the Master Emerald. He's just kind of like, I'm, I'm Sonic's tough friend. <laughs> so, so he's like he's like Jay or in Silent Bob in like those other movies, you know? Like, yeah. Just, you know, he just hangs out and looks tough. Yeah, which is funny because, you know, Knuckles has always been defined by having this backstory with the um, uh, the floating island and the ancients. But from what we've seen in the games, there are hints that the echidnas do have a bigger history because there's these, like, almost Lord of the Rings epic statues, ancient statues of uh, these giant echidnas, like, by waterfalls and things like that. Um and uh, a spoiler alert, if people want to skip ahead by uh, two minutes, um, is that at the end of the first issue, uh, Knuckles gets kind of pissed off by at Amy Rose, so he decides to go and visit Eggman, and he basically teams up with Eggman at the end of the issue. Because he because he has a fit with fucking Amy Rose. Yeah, because he... <laughs> only in comic books, dude. But she says she's like giving Knuckles a hard time saying, you know, you you never think, you know, you're kind of an idiot, you know, something like that. And he's like, well, fuck this. So he uh, he shows up at Robotnik's or Robotnik Eggman's front door, knocks on it. And uh, and he's like, hey, I want to team up with you. So it's going to be interesting to see that sort of uh, dynamic that we haven't seen in a long time where Knuckles and Eggman team up like in Sonic 3. I, I would like it. I, I would like the. I would like it that the comedy plays out where like, uh, Knuckles is too psych- psychotic for freaking uh, Eggman, and he's like, "Please just leave me alone." So it becomes like, it becomes the fact that he's basically using Eggman instead of Eggman using him. That would be, and you see, that's what I almost expect from this series, which is why I kind of like it, just because it's playing with those expectations of the characters. Um, I wouldn't put it past them to do that, so it should be. It should be interesting. I just hope that, you know, I don't want the series Sonic Boom in general to get as deep as the uh, Archie comics got, where it's like, oh, we have the king and we have the queen and we have this whole backstory and all this shit. But (laughs) all this shit. At the same time, I do want to have something interesting. Otherwise, it's just going to be the same old, same old with, hey, Eggman, I hate you. And he's like, oh, I'll get you again. You know, I'd like to see some sort of deeper story there. Nothing crazy deep, but at least maybe go, oh my god, Knuckles, you're the guardian of a floating island, and then they, you know, explore that or something. Uh, but And um, then, or did it have more of a comedic tone to the comic? Oh yeah, definitely. There wasn't anything that really felt uh, uh, dramatic, you know. I mean, it's hard, it's hard for comic books to make you, I guess, laugh, but like, did you think the humor was like, you just, you know... You like the humor? Yeah, I did. It was well. They were playing. They were playing up with you know in uh, like superhero comics and even the Sonic comics when a new character is introduced, they'll go, "Oh, hey, Sonic the Hedgehog," and the big logo will be there instead of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, so um, uh, Tails says that to Sonic, and then Sonic says that to Tails, and then Knuckles appears, and he's like, "It's me, Knuckles the Echidna," and yeah, I get to say my own name, you know, something like that. And then that's pretty cool. And then Styx comes by, uh, which really they don't really do too much with her in this one. She's kind of like a conspiracy theorist, and I don't know. Uh, but she's like, 
She's Del Gribble of the Sonic Universe? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> uh, but she comes by and they're like, oh, hey, Sticks the Badger. And she's like, what was with my name? And like, oh, that happens every time we say a character's name. It'll be normal next issue. And then uh, later on, Sonic's like, no one can stop me, Sonic the Hedgehog. And he's like, yeah, I get two logos. So That's pretty, that's pretty good. It was so funny. it's a lot of uh, fourth wall breaking de- uh, Deadpool, I guess. Yeah. Are they in the comic book? They don't know they're in a comic book, but they they do kind of comment on you know the word the the logos popping up. So it's I don't know. I mean, and to be honest, Sonic's really weird. It's a bunch of animals and a doctor, evil doctor. You know, so why not you know have some fun with it and be a little goofy? I agree. So I think kids will enjoy it. Uh, I think fans like myself who are you know, interested in checking out all aspects of the franchise will enjoy it. I'm not going to go all in and like buy the action figures or, uh, you know, I'll play the games. I'll check out the comics from time to time. I don't know if I'm going to buy every single one, uh, but you know, I'm, I'm up for being a casual boom fan. <laughs> you a, b- a casual boom fan. Well, you, I mean, know, you bought the first comic. I, I think that's a little. That thing that's a that makes puts you up above casual. Then again, I work I on think, a fan site, so you know, I, I was walking to work and I saw the comic. I'm like, hey, there's content for the site. Well, uh, no, no, I'm as I was gonna say, uh, where do you find comic books that you just walked by? I'm just wondering. I mean, I know you live in a in a bigger city, so. Oh. And I'm a comic book fan, but I order usually all my stuff through the mail because of all that. There's a, a, new, a magazine and newspaper place that has a circular stand with all the Archie and uh, DC and Marvel comics on it. So, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, they get them in uh, on day of release. The only thing is you got to get them fast, otherwise people flick through them and ruin the spines, and they look like shit after a week. <laughs> so yeah, of course. Yeah, it's not like a comic that. bookstore, you know, where they keep them in nice shape. I think that's a part. That's a negative. Of- about the comic book industry, they should uh, try to expand instead of staying in their own shops. But that's an issue for another day. Oh, for sure. I was going to say, uh, you want to talk about the Mega Drive book? Yeah, the uh, Mega Drive Genesis, the collected works from Darren Wall, who's appeared on our show twice now. Uh, that just released. Um, well, actually, it uh, started shipping on Monday. Um, and uh, people in the U.K. should start receiving it any day now. Um I ordered – I was a Kickstarter backer, so I'm looking to get mine probably early to mid next week. And, um, you know, we, we – the show has a good a relationship with uh, Darren. We also have a good relationship with um, Blake J. Harris of the Console Wars books. So we do have something in the works with both of them, uh, and we'll reveal that. We're going to make them fight each other. Well, yeah, we were going to make them <laughs> we're, – we're going to strip them down, uh, give them their – Perspective books, and then tell them to fight to the death using the books as weapons. One's gonna have a Sega Genesis, and one's gonna have a Sega Mega Drive. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah, we could finally decide which title's better, and then uh, at the end, Tom Kalinsky will stand over them and give the thumbs up or thumbs down. <laughs> Glad to your status. Yeah, and we'll we'll hold it on Sonic Tuesday. Ooh. Yeah, but. Uh, but no, the book looks beautiful. Um, I, I'm I hoping have... that it looks as beautiful in real life as in pictures, because it's. I don't want it to be one of those uh, whoppers, you know. Yeah. No, I I think it's going to be really awesome looking. There's a lot of great review uh, reviews in there. Um, 
and you know we talked about this with uh, uh, Darren as well when they got... there's a podcast for that all yeah, about that yeah maybe I'll I'll annotate it in um, but uh, you know when they got more money through the Kickstarter instead of him going yeah I'm gonna print more stickers or something stupid he he put all the money into the book so that means the paper quality got better the um, the book even I think became fifty to a hundred pages longer. Um, uh, so really just, he, I think that's a great idea. You know, if you're, if you're kickstarting a, a book and you get more money, put the money into the book. Don't put them, the reward is the book. Don't put the money into, um, you know, stupid stuff. There are some really cool posters, uh, which, um, I wish I got, but those were for the, uh, special, special editions, which were a couple hundred dollars, I think. So, <laughs> but, uh, no, the book's available for uh, pre-order, and um, I want to get uh, his name right, so I'm going to look it up real quick. I know it's Rom Alerts, but I forgot what his website is. All right. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, the, the, the book looks really good. I was going to – I kind of like the idea that he has a lot of, like, stuff we've never seen. I think that's a, a big issue with Sega history. It, it's not as covered, I think, as, like – as something like I think, well, Sonic the Hedgehog is, I would say. Oh like, yeah, Sonic has a history book. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, but like other Sega franchises, I think they can't they get glossed over, and like I think a lot of companies do. I think Sunsoft and a lot of those companies that made, I think some of the best games of their time, mm-hmm. kind of get glossed over. And Nintendo and uh, other bigger franchises uh, get all the attention. So it's pretty nice that we got a book based, of course. We all asked too. him, "Is this game in? Is this game in on the podcast?" Yeah, yeah, and he could. He was like, <laughs> "Yes, no, yes, no." Uh, you know, they fit in as much as they could. Um, of course, they couldn't do licensed titles due to licensing issues, which is a shame because there's a lot of great Sega developed third-party title or uh, licensed titles like Ghostbusters and the Disney ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say right now. I don't think we we asked too much. I don't think uh, I was thinking when you said third party. I was like, I don't think we asked for Mortal Kombat or no, anything. No, we're not like that. that. We're not that dumb. But, <laughs> Is yeah. Power Stone in it? Because Power Stone's a pretty good Sega game. Yeah, uh, I like that one. This is a, uh, first of all, it's uh, Sega Genesis uh, era, and uh, <laughs> but um. Uh, his website is readonlymemory.vg. The book is, despite being a Kickstarter t- uh, project, it is for sale. Um, it's 35 pounds, which translates to something in American, which I don't know. But, um, uh, you know. That's a lot of that's, that, uh, 35 pounds. That sounds like a good bargain. That's what I was yeah. going to say. I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> but um, he has the regular version. He also has a special edition one that I mentioned. Um, oh, by the way, thirty-five pounds in U.S. dollars is fifty-five, which I swear I spend less. So I think Kickstarter backers did get a little deal. But um, it's uh, hardcover, three hundred and fifty pages, eight gatefold pages, which means you get uh, these super long, pretty pages. Uh, special edition, I believe, it comes with a sleeve. It also has a specially commissioned illustration of Sonic and Dr. Eggman by their creator, Naoto Oshima. And um, I believe it also comes 
It might come with the poster, another poster. I could be wrong. Maybe the poster was a Kickstarter exclusive. And if uh, if you guys are looking for books to put on your uh, bookshelf that look very, very cute, this is the book because, man, that thing looks nice. Yeah, and uh, the holidays are coming up. So You, you could buy Barry another copy. <laughs> yeah, buy me a special edition one. They only cost <laughs> 250 pounds. Oh, that's like 400 bucks, dude. Yeah, I know. But hey, it's it's a beautiful book. So um, more more info on that as uh, I guess once I get the book. So um, uh, what else do we have? Um, oh yes, and then I guess to uh, complete the show, uh, George, do you want to tease what's coming up in tomorrow? Actually, what's starting tomorrow? A long time ago, a long time ago, Sega released a console called the Sega Saturn. Now we're gonna be it's gonna be its anniversary next month. I think it's 15th anniversary. Uh, no. Wait. 10th no what jesus christ isn't it like no 15th was a dreamcast wasn't it what 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 day is it where am i we're doing sega saturn i mean what what year anniversary is this what 20. number year it's not 15 huh 20. i can't hear you oh it's 20 oh 20 okay Look at us. we're like we're gonna celebrate the sega saturn God, how old? No, for some reason I had stuck in my mind that it was 15 years old and the Dreamcast was younger, and I was like, dude, no way. We celebrated. I was remembering the last time I celebrated. I'm like, what is going on? And they got a brain fart. Sorry about oh, that. No, dream. It's, um, there's so many Sega console uh, anniversaries this year, which is why we've been celebrating so many of them. Dreamcast is 15, Saturn is 20, Genesis is 25. Jesus. That's beautiful numbers right there. Um, beautiful, and uh, I mean those are some of those are region exclusive. For example, the Genesis is the American one. It's twenty Mega Drive's twenty six. Uh, actually, this past week. Yeah, so we're gonna be celebrating uh, Sega Saturn stuff all month long. Hopefully, uh, we have some good stuff that you guys will love. Uh, I have some ideas for some stuff, and uh, hopefully, we're not too busy. I mean, Sega's actually literally giving us games so i mean like there's actually games coming out by sega so it's kind yeah. of a. and now we have we're like covering also retro stuff so a lot of work <laughs> i don't know why we do this to ourselves but um yeah it's gonna be november's gonna be a big month we're gonna have some sonic boom content some boom reviews we're also going to do a lot of sega saturn stuff my life with sega we already have all these the uh, episodes for the month completed and ready to just post uh it's dlc yeah we're also going to have uh, another episode of this is saturn uh, i believe that's going to debut on sunday or monday and that's going to have monday i think and that's going to be virtual on uh, so yeah we got a lot of videos hopefully some retro reviews uh a special podcast um i have a few in mind yeah and, that'd be nice and uh, we'll all be really busy, and we, we'll try to do as much as we can. So Before we go, before we go, I want to ask you one question because we're never going to be able to talk this because we have interviews coming up. That's right. Are you going to buy – did you buy any of the Amigo f f figures or pre-order any of them? Nope. Nope? You're not going to buy any even if it's, there's a Sonic one? If there's a Sonic one, I'll buy it, but I don't think there will be, and I'm not interested in them. <laughs> oh, Really? Uh, man, I don't know, man. I really like the idea, but I want to miss all all Sega characters. That's my issue. I'm not interested in Nintendo. Them. I don't want any Nintendo merch. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. That's my only issue. I'm like, I wish Sega would just bring their whole line of characters. As uh, I'd buy them all, even if they didn't work on anything. Money put towards a amiibo figure 
could go towards one of those huge Sega statues. Would you the want four hundred dollar uh, robotic? Oh God, don't get me started on that. Yeah, yeah, the the Xbox One. Yeah, you want it, don't you? I want it, but I don't want it. Like I want it, but I don't want the guilt that comes with buying a four hundred dollar statue. You know, it's funny though. The the Xbox One one's actually cheaper than the <laughs> than the statues. It's three hundred taxes. Oh man. And it's fifty dollars off now. Yeah. Now they do they do have and we don't have to talk too much about this. They do have an installment plan for the Robotnik statue, but even then it's expensive. Oh. So. Dude, I mean, are you really going to want to explain to your wife? I mean, like, I don't know. I mean, your wife obviously knows you guys talk to each other. But, like, if I had to, like, hold that as a secret because I didn't want anybody to know and they're, like – and I had to explain to them that I'm doing payment plans on an action figure of a fat doctor that looks like, you know, Roosevelt. Yeah. It's going to be weird. It's going to be very weird. I'll just tell you this, George. I've gotten away with some things because they're small or because they blend in with a shelf of a bunch of other things. But something like that, both in in the uh, checking statements and in just the physical size of it, that's something I can't hide. I can't explain that away. Unless I go, I won a Sega contest, and they sent it to me. Uh, we were the best website of, of the year, so they sent it to us for free. <laughs> and then she's like, don't lie. <laughs> right away, yeah. not the best. She'll be like, I noticed that we had $100 a month go out of our, our account, so... You're like, oh yeah, I don't know. Just, just uh, not worth it. So, yeah, but I, I guess that uh, that wraps up our our Halloween special edition super special podcast where we don't have a guest. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope Goodbye. You I hope everyone has a happy Halloween as well.
But it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't wish everybody a happy holiday. Oh well. You fucking suck. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then are we done? Yeah, we're done. I'm actually. Uh, I I just put the spit at the end, and people are listening to it right now. You serious? Well, you know, I'm like I'm speaking forward. Like I'm gonna edit it at the end, and oh, okay. listening to it. All right. I thought you were like I thought you were live. I was like what? No, we're not live, but this part right now is playing at after the music. Oh, okay. I'm okay with that. You're all right with that? I'm okay with that. Okay.